Welcome to episode three of the Mindfulness Mosh Pit podcast. My name is Philippa Bennett and I'm a confidence life coach for metalheads. Join me each week for a bite-sized look at tips and tricks to help you boost your confidence and make your life just a little bit better with the odd interview with other metalheads mixed in for good measure. To find out more, follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. And this week, we're looking at the fear of change and how to overcome it. So let's get started. Hi, so today we are going to be talking about fear and specifically fear of change. Now, fear can kind of be split into to two different groups. Now, we've got fear, which comes from really dangerous situations. Maybe we're faced with a, a snake or a, a bear or a lion or a tiger or something like that. Maybe we're about to fall off a building. That's real fear. But a lot of fear that we feel in our lives actually comes from learned fear. It comes from emotions. It comes from thoughts and feelings. And that really harks back to our instincts, our fight or flight response. But it really doesn't stand us in good stead for making changes in our lives when we want to make our lives better. Whenever we have a decision to make in our lives, that means there's some kind of change that we need to make. But unfortunately, we get stuck in these kind of cycles of inspiration where we feel we need to make that change or we want to make that change. And then we come up up against resistance. We talk ourselves out of it. We know that making that change is going to take us out of our comfort zone, whether that comfort zone is actually not good for us, doesn't serve us or causes us pain. But making that change is actually more uncomfortable to us than actually staying in the situation that we're in. And we get into this cycle of inspiration and resistance. And there are a few steps to this cycle, which I just want to take you through now. So the first step in the cycle is that feeling of discontent. We're in this situation that we're not happy with and we want to change it. We want to do something about it. Now, maybe it's a job that we're in that we're not enjoying. Maybe we've got really shitty colleagues that we don't really like. Or maybe it's a relationship that we don't really, we're not really enjoying. It's not going the way we want it to. And we're not content with the situation. So that's the first thing that comes into our minds. We have a desire to change the situation. And that is um, step number one of discontent. Step number two is is breaking point. The situation goes on for so long, we're in pain for so long, whether that pain is, is physical or psychological, whether it's the pain of a really rubbish relationship or the pain of a boss that we don't like. And something happens and we get to breaking point. Now, that could be just we talk ourselves into that breaking point or some kind of dramatic thing could happen that pushes us to that breaking point. Really, the worst thing is a lot of people go into complete burnout because they're psychologically pushing themselves in an uncomfortable situation day on day. And we get to this breaking point and that is the point where we decide that we're going to make a change. So that is step number three. We've got to this point, we've made the decision, we need to change something about whatever situation that it is. And we say to ourselves, right, what am I going to do? What am I going to change? How am I going to change it? We feel inspired, we feel hopeful, we feel empowered to do something about it when we've made that decision. But then we get to step number four. So step number four, in comes the fear. We fear that change. We get anxious about all the things that are going to change in our lives. We we step out of our comfort zone and it's not called a comfort zone for no reason. 
we become disempowered. We don't know what to do. We talk ourselves out of it. The fear creeps in, the anxiety creeps in, and then we go into step number five. Now, step number five is amnesia. We forget that the situation that we are in is so bad. We've talked ourselves out of making the change. We're so scared of stepping out of our comfort zone that suddenly the situation that we're in just doesn't seem so bad anymore. Maybe it's a relationship. When you think you say, you know, well, I've been with this person for so many years. It's okay, you know, we get along okay. It's not exciting, but it's comfortable. And you kind of talk yourself into the fact that a relationship is okay to stay in because it's really not that bad. Or maybe it's the job you're in. Maybe there's a colleague that you don't like and suddenly that colleague says that they're leaving and you say, well, okay, you know, the job's okay. That colleague is going. There'll be another one that comes along. It's okay, you know, I can, I can deal with it. You talk yourself out of it. You forget how bad you felt about that situation that put you in the process of wanting to make that change. That amnesia comes in and you just forget and then you move on to step number six. So step number six is this last step and you backtrack. You go back and you say, well, I didn't really want the change in the first place. It's really not that bad. And you forget about, you know, wanting to make that change. And you go back into that stuck in a rut lifestyle that you are used to because better the devil you know, right? But really, you're putting yourself back then into that painful situation. And that cycle, that six step cycle is going to keep happening again and again and again until you actually decide that you're going to make the change. However, there are things that will be holding you back, that might be holding you back as an individual. And we're just going to have a look now at the different things that might be stopping you from being able to break that cycle. So the first thing that might be stopping you is that the pain that you're feeling is really just not enough to give you the push that you need to get out of that situation. Now, you don't want this to keep going over and over again because eventually some kind of extreme situation is going to happen to push you out of it. Now, your subconscious mind listens to the way that you feel. It doesn't really listen to what you tell it with words or even with thoughts, but it listens to the way that you feel. And if you're feeling this pain on a daily basis because the situation that you're in is not serving you, then eventually your subconscious mind is going to do something to really knock you out of that situation. Now, quite often we see burnout. That's one thing that is very, very common these days. Burnout comes along. You basically are forced to stop. Your body, your mind just forces you to stop. Now, it could even be another kind of tragic incident like the loss of a loved one that kicks you out of that habit of putting yourself into pain all the time. Or maybe the relationship you're in just naturally breaks down. Now, that is an extreme example that's going to cause you more pain in the end than anything else. But so if you address the pain beforehand, you can avoid yourself going through burnout. You can avoid a relationship breakup in as much pain as, um, as leaving it might make it feel. Now, another thing that might be holding you back is self-honesty. Are you really being honest with yourself? Do you really think actually that your pain is your story? And if you actually let go of that painful situation, you wouldn't know who you are because quite often it's, as I said before, it's better the devil we know. And we allow that pain, we allow that terrible situation that we're in actually to define who we are. 
And if you're allowing that to happen, do you really want that change to occur? So really, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to listen to what your body is saying, listen to what your feelings are saying, and really be honest about how you want to change the situation and whether you want to change the situation. Let's just expand on that a little bit and take a couple of examples. Let's take smoking because smoking is a really good example of change. So a lot of people say, oh, I, I really need to give up smoking. They don't say I want to give up smoking. They say I need to give up smoking. And the reason for that is that they think that they need to give up smoking not because they actually want to, because quite a lot of people enjoy smoking. I have a lot of clients who come through my door who've said, you know, I enjoy smoking, I don't want to give it up, but my family are pressuring me to do so, or my partner is pressuring me to do so, or I'm told all the time that it's bad for my health, and therefore I feel that I should. That's actually not a good standpoint to start to make a change from, because if you actually don't want to make the change, then you're never really going to succeed in doing it, which is why a lot of smokers don't succeed at giving up smoking, because they don't really want to do it. Let's take another example of a job. If you're in a job that you don't really like, you have to really examine why you don't like the job. Now, is it because of the colleagues that you've got? Is it because of the boss you've got? Is it that you actually don't like the job? If you don't actually, if you like the job, it's not something that you don't enjoy doing, but there are other factors around it, then do you actually really want to leave the job or is it just because of the situation, the people around you? Now, the thing is that the problem with human beings is it doesn't matter where we go, we always take ourselves with us. So if you're not energetically feeling right about the job that you're in, you're probably not going to feel energetically right about the job that you're going to go to. So actually self-analysis again and self-honesty and really, really looking and examining the whole situation around the thing that you think you want to change is going to put you in a much better place to be able to then take the action steps and to overcome the fear. So another reason, another thing that might be holding you back is you actually just don't know what you want. You might be feeling a little bit unhappy in your relationship or unhappy in your job or unhappy in your band or unhappy in your house, whatever it is. But unless you actually know what you want, unless you want to know the outcome of the change that you want to make, then you're never really going to feel inspired enough to actually overcome the fear and make the changes that you need to make in order to get what you want. Because if you don't know where you're going, then you can't follow any kind of map or any journey to get there. So that's one thing that holds a lot of people back is they, they want to make the change, but it's all a bit fluffy and nonsense. They don't really know what they want. So actually being clear about what you want is really, really important before you start to make any changes. So another thing that might be holding you back is you're not dreaming big enough. You know, if, you, if you're in a crappy job and you want a slightly better job, maybe that slightly better job is just not a big enough of a goal for you to take the action steps to get there. So, you know, you've got to dream big. Now, this is where the fear comes in. This is where the fear of failure and the fear of not being good enough comes in. You know, who am I to want to reach for the stars? But that's rubbish. You have to dream big because you're not going to know the action steps. You're not even going to be able to begin to take the action steps to get anywhere if you haven't got the inspiration to take them in the first place. So dream big in order to start making the action steps. 
Now you might say, how do I dream big? How do I even start to dream big? You know, I, I work in McDonald's or I work in a garage or I work in a supermarket, whatever it might be. Who am I to start to dream big? So basically you've got to let your imagination run wild here. Get a pen and paper and put down the dreams and the goals that you would have if time, money, and other people were no issue at all. If you had all the money in the world, if you had all the time in the world, and there was nobody around you to burst your dream bubble, then what would you aspire to do? What would be your huge dream? Now, a lot of people say, I dream to be rich, or I would, you know, I want a Ferrari, or, you know, I don't want to work, or I want to set my own hours, whatever it might be. That's okay. That's okay to dream big like that. It's okay to dream that you want to be rich. But do you actually want to be rich or do you actually just want to feel the freedom of being able to do what you want? Because there's a difference. One is money, one is material, one is a thing, and the other is feeling. Now, if you look at all the rich people in the world, the ones that have made their money or even inherited money, they're not all happy. And it's not actually the amount of money that you're aiming for is the feeling of freedom and ease that that kind of richness or that kind of wealth would give you. So really, when you, when you can do that, when you can dream big, just dream big, but in a feeling kind of way. How do I want to feel on a daily basis? How would I feel if I had unlimited money, unlimited resources? That's your big dream. And that's where you need to start from in order to start even taking any steps towards making change. Now, before we go into the steps and how to actually address those fears, let's just touch again. We mentioned before about being attached to your problem, being attached to your pain. Now, I've seen this a lot with my clients, that they become very attached. They've become so used to feeling like crap all the time. They've become so used to feeling depressed or anxious or having their mental health problems or whatever it might be. They're so attached to being poor because it becomes their story. It becomes a thing that they can stop in the street and talk about their acquaintances and their friends with. You know, they complain about everything in their life because it gives them a connection with people. It gives them a thread, a common thread to have with people, you know, offloading their problems onto people. And they feel often that if they weren't like that, if they were able to get rid of those problems, if we were able to solve that pain, and we normally do, they actually feel at the beginning like they wouldn't be the person that they are now. They're afraid to lose that identity of being in pain because that pain defines them. It gives them something to talk about. It gives them some connection with people. And they fear actually losing that connection. They fear losing that identity, that side of themselves that they become so used to. So really, before even going into starting the steps to try and overcome those fears, you need really to examine whether you actually want to make those changes in the first place and whether you're actually more comfortable with being this complaining person who's attached to this problem than actually the person that you would like to become without the fears, without the anxieties and without the pain. Okay, so let's look now at the steps you need to take in order to start overcoming those fears. Now it's a really simple exercise to do and you know everybody can do it and everybody is able to get things out of this exercise. Now if you think about fear and you think about confidence and think about confident people, confident people generally tend to have much less fear in their lives and the opposite is also true. 
people with a lot of fear in their lives are also very unconfident. They, they lack the confidence because the fear sucks away that confidence. And when you've got confidence, it sucks away that fear. That's just how it works. But in order to overcome this fear of change, the anxiety that comes up when we feel like we need to make changes and we just can't do it because it's just too, too scary, there are some things that we can go through in order to prove to ourselves that actually we've done all this before very successfully. Now, this is the point. Change is something that we go through constantly in our lives. And when we need to make a new decision that comes up in our mind as a change that we need to make, we basically forget all the stuff that we've already successfully achieved in our lives that included a change that we had to go through. Now, we're just going to look at a, a couple of areas of our lives so that we can see and I can give you some examples of where you've already successfully accomplished and got over this fear of change. The first area we'll have a look at is actually education. So think back to your school days. When you're at school, things change all the time. But some big ones might have been changing schools. So I changed school when I was six years old and I also changed again, obviously, to go from, you know, when you're in, in primary school into comprehensive school. And those are changes that we've all been through. Have a look back at that you actually successfully accomplish that. Now, the key here is to look at that change, the change that you went through, whether it was changing schools, whether it was joining a sports club when you were at school, whatever it might be, look at the positive outcomes that occurred because of that change. Now, if we take, for example, when you go from primary school or elementary school, I think you call it in America, into high school or comprehensive, as we say in Britain, when you made that change, actually, there were some hugely positive outcomes from going through that change. You make new friends, you start to develop as a, you know, as a fully functioning adult through the years, you achieve your exams or essays, you, you read new books, there's all sorts of achievements that you or positive outcomes that you've received because of this change. Of course, there are going to be some negative ones, but you need to forget those for now. Just focus on the positive ones. Think about all the friends that you made at school. Maybe you're not friends with them now. I know I'm not friends with many people I went to school with 30 years later. But at the time, you did have good friends. You probably were in a sports team. All the victories that you celebrated in that sports team, any awards that you won, any exams that you successfully completed, those are all positive aspects positive outcomes of a change you have already successfully navigated. Now let's have a look at your family life. Now this is looking through childhood as well, up to around about 17, 18 years old. You might have moved house, maybe a sibling came along, maybe there was actually a breakup between your parents. It's not always a terrible thing to happen. You know, look in your childhood and see what happened. Did you join any youth clubs, any sports clubs? Did you start any new hobbies or any great books that you read? All these things that happened in your life that were actually in your childhood, in your teenage years, that were actually a change. Let's take, for example, the really awful thing of parents breaking up. It happens a lot more often now than it ever did when I was at school, especially if you're going back to my mum's generation, it hardly ever happened, really. And these days, it's really, really common for parents to break up. And quite often, it's probably the best thing that they could ever do. And a lot of people will have a lot of positive outcomes from parents breaking up. At the time, it's really terrible and really traumatic, but actually, when you look back in hindsight, 
it was the best thing to happen. Also, if a sibling came along, maybe you had really terrible years with your siblings, but now maybe you have a great relationship with your siblings. That is a positive outcome of a change that occurred that you successfully navigated. And it's up to you to look at all the changes that have happened in your years, over the years, and see how well you've already done. Now let's move on now to the university years or the college years. You know, you leave home, you go to university or you go to college. That's a huge change. It's a massive, massive change. You go from being in the family nest to being in a completely alien environment where you've basically got to fend for yourself. And how well did you manage? You actually did it. You learned skills, you learned life skills, you met new people, you learned new things. Again, really positive outcomes from a very traumatic, for some, change in situation. You did it. Now let's look at your adult life. Relationships, there's a huge, huge one. Now I've got a good example of that. I was in a relationship for 11 years. That relationship broke down after 11 years. And of course it was difficult at the time, but the outcome was I met my partner. My partner is the best partner I've had in my life. It's an amazing relationship. So that's a huge positive outcome from a massive change in life. Maybe you've moved countries, maybe you've moved house a few times as an adult, maybe you've got a new job as an adult. Remember the first job that you got, that was a massive change going from no job to your first job. Think about the times that you've changed jobs. You have successfully navigated change right through your entire life. And by doing this exercise, by actually getting down on paper all the positive aspects that have happened already from all the changes you've already accomplished in your life, you can then see that actually the change that you want to make now, the one that's causing you so much pain and so much trouble and, and putting you in that sixth stage cycle of being stuck in a rut the whole time, is actually not as bad as you think. So finally, in this exercise, now look at the thing that you want to change in your life right now, the thing that you're holding back from, the thing that puts you outside of your current comfort zone, and write down all the positive outcomes that would occur if you made that change. Because really, that's all we, we need to do. We need to see how much positivity, how much positive change can occur by making the changes that we actually really want to. And once we've got that, then we've got the motivation and the inspiration to take the steps to make that change. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to support this podcast, please follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. Thank you and see you again next week.